next to Diane Feinstein's office. It is raining out, um, but we continue to resist regardless. And uh, today we're doing our first podcast. It is week 104 of uh, the unfortunate uh, heist of Washington, D.C. But uh, today we're doing something special, and we're going to see where it goes from here. We're starting a podcast, and uh, we want people to join, chime in, feel free to, uh, you know, interject your thoughts, feel free to, you know, if if there's anything you want to say, anything you want me to talk about, feel free to, uh, you know, comment uh, in the, you know, leave uh, your thoughts in the comment section, and Lawrence will uh, be sure to uh, interject whatever it is that you would like to add to the podcast. This is new, Um, again, uh, this is going to be called Resist Trump Tuesday, podcast San Francisco and we hope that this will take off in many different cities uh, where folks are resisting and they're meeting with their Senate staff and their congressional staff Um, thank you for tuning in and we really appreciate it and now I want to talk about uh, what this man is doing uh, the orange mockery of a president Um, first of all uh, you know he's uh, holding a you know, uh, our government hostage. Uh, he's calling it, calling it a, uh, uh, basically a, a strike, which he's on strike. He's refusing to work. That's simply it. He doesn't want to work. He really doesn't want to be president. He is holding workers hostage. He doesn't care that he's hurting them. He tries to blame it on the Democrats. It's just a continuation of bullshit that's happening uh, with him. It's just... It's every week we have some kind of disaster that's looming, and it's all for the purposes of him thinking that he's an entertainer, not even a president. This man thinks he's an entertainer as a possible president. Feel free to interject whatever you'd like to say. Um, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a crime against our nation. Uh, it's a crime against humanity. The fact that this man is a you know a, a part of our uh, democracy he he's trying to destroy our democracy by the way and you know something funny um a few months back when uh trump met kim jong-un uh, they actually called them the two dictators when the two dictators meet you know even fox news recognizes that trump is a dictator <laughs> and in fact he's a prictator you know he's he's just full of lies He's full of, of hate. He's full of everything that is the opposite of what we are and what our nation should be. And I'm so thankful for the Congress that is t- that took office last week. Thank you for, for doing what you're doing and calling out the lies and uh, continuously you know, saying things that are very important. Uh, I believe Miss um, Ortez, is that correct? Is that how you pronounce her name? Uh, she was on 60 Minutes uh, last this past Sunday, and she called him a racist. And that's exactly what he is. He's beyond a racist, though. He's a mango Mussolini. Yeah, Phyllis uh, Levine just said that uh, entertainer, you got it. Uh, she's a cr- uh, criminal versus humanity. Yeah, absolutely. He's a criminal against humanity. He is basically a mini Hitler. Uh, you know, he, he professes that he doesn't read, so but yet he sleeps with a bed, a, a book, 
uh, that's based on Hitler's uh, play, the playbook, I should say. You know, so, um, I mean, he's reading that, and um, he's governing that way. And, um, you know, it's a real shame that somebody like him is where he is today, because, uh, as I've mentioned before, but I feel like mentioning it again because we're starting something new, is that in Australia, they wouldn't even let the man own a betting uh, machine. They wouldn't even let him own a casino. He brought down casinos in New Jersey. He filed bankruptcy across this land and took advantage of our money, our federal taxpayer money, just like he's doing now with his trips to Mar-a-Lago. It's, it's, it's absolutely absurd. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful that you guys are here today and tuning in, listening, and, and anytime you want to come down to, uh, you know, this corner, which we have, have a great idea, by the way. What was formerly known as Pete's, we want to call the Resist Corner. And we want to, like, open it up uh, as a nonprofit. And that's at One Post Street, right across from McKesson. And we want to be able to, like, set up actions. We want to set up petitions. We want to, you know, make sure that this is the activist corner looking right at a big corporation. I think that that would be wonderful if we could come up with the funding. And, and we're going to probably look into getting a GoFundMe and maybe even from the monetized versions of these podcasts that we're putting out, we will, uh, you know, uh, maybe raise money that way too. So um, it's, it's really a, you know, exciting time and yet a scary time in American history. But we have to continuously stand up. And, uh, you know, the Women's March is coming up. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of folks there. And uh, there's going to be a lot of people in solidarity with this movement. We Phil, need Phyllis just said she wants to call it Activist Corner. Activist Corner, that's that's cool. Yeah, we could call it Activist Corner, uh, part of the resistance or something of that sort. Uh, it's all up for, uh, you know, debate. Um, and uh, we can vote on it. And, uh, you know, we can uh, try to bring this in, uh, reel this in. I think it would be a wonderful... Uh, you know, uh, concept to uh, turn this into the activist corner. Um, anyway, okay. uh, Phyllis also said that she's happy she can participate and not be in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. Um, the rain is a, a real downer, but um, you know, at least we're no. here and we are uh, continuously fighting the good fight, regardless of, of whether we are in the rain or in the sun, you know. Um, we may not have the speakers here today, but that's because it's raining and might mess up the speakers. So it's totally understandable. Uh, but uh, you know, it's totally understandable that Phyllis, you know, is. Hey, you here. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're doing the podcast, by the way. Thank you. What? We're doing the podcast. About we're, fucking we're time. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, you guys been out here how long? A year uh, and a half. A hundred and four days, or a hundred and four. Tuesdays. Uh, continuous Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yep. Yep. So it's it's a. Uh, you know, we sort of took a break over the holidays. Yeah, I know. We're, we're back out here. That's you know, good. And we're going to keep, we're gonna keep at it. it. It felt like a long, really long time that we weren't here, too. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas was on a Tuesday and New Year's Day was on a Tuesday. Yep, no, right exactly. on, gave us a break. Gave us a break. You know, the government shutdown caused us to lose money too, so we couldn't afford to, to continuously operate. Right it's on, so man. bad, right? Right on. <laughs> he 
Yeah, it's it's straight idiocracy is what it is. It's not democracy. That's what we're being governed by is idiocracy. I mean, have you guys seen the movie Idiocracy? Or the read the book? Well, anyway, you should because in the direction that we are going, we are heading. It was a prophecy to the future of America. And I believe this came out uh, about 12 years ago, I think, or maybe even 13 years ago. I think it came out in 2006. But it, it really was a prophecy of where America is sort of going. Of course, also the Simpsons uh, predicted that Trump was going to be elected back in 2000. So, uh, which he really wasn't elected. It was a sham. And obviously, you know, Cambridge Analytica, uh, Russian meddling, uh, you know, and also ignorance. You know, ignorance totally won the election for for this man who thinks he's a president. Uh, he's just a narcissist, low life, uh, you know, uh, scumbag. And as Phyllis said, he is a uh, orange. Um, what is it? Orange. Uh, help me out here. Madness. I don't know. Orange madness, but um, that's not what Phyllis said. He said something else. But he'll probably tell us in a minute. Yeah. Um, but anyway. You know, he is an orange medley of insanity. Yeah. We could say that yeah. for now. Uh, and then uh, when Phyllis decides she wants to interject, we can, uh, you know, actually say what it was that Phyllis wanted to say. But She wants the bicycle courier to come back and, and uh, talk with you. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's great. I, I like Oh, him. now she says he's orange algae. Orange algae. That, that's that, it. That's an insult to algae everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that you compare this man to is an insult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's just an insult to humanity. Yeah. I don't. Is, is he even human? To life in general, life on Earth. He yeah. doesn't care about any any living thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's never had a pet. They said he's never had a dog or a cat. Of course, of course, he hasn't. I mean, I can't see him even if even if he did have a pet. I, I can't see the pet living that long because he probably won't be feeding it. Yeah. He'll probably actually starve it to death and lock it up. And by the way, um, something that uh, Trump wants to do is, that's very scary is that he wants to create detention centers across the borders. Speaking of, of not having, you know, wanting to take care of human life, he wants to take these people and throw them into detention centers. And we've already seen two children die uh, that were being held in detention centers uh, and um, you know they didn't get the proper treatment they were sick and then suddenly they die you know it, it's it's a real mockery of what uh, our nation is about uh, we're currently about peace and justice and uh, equality uh, that's what the modern day America is and uh, there's also been a great awakening during the Trump administration, at least. That's one thing that we can say that's quality. Of course, Michael has a couple of other words that he'd probably like to say about that. But, um, you know, uh, I think that there's been an awakening. I think that awakening actually happened back in 2012. Uh, there was a great conscious opening towards, uh, you know, uh, justice, equality, and hope and uh, change. And, and I hope that hope and change will take over this darkness. And uh, as Michelle Obama uh, said, uh, you know, when they take the, the low road, we go high. And I really do believe that if we continuously reach for the higher ground, we can uh, rise above. We can uh, overcome. Uh, 
there's a lot of propaganda that comes out. There's a lot of fake information that's out there. You know, the Republicans, uh, they see Ortez as now one of the biggest threats to them. And so they decided to try to smear her uh, because the, there was a video that came out uh, on her dancing. And, you know, it's so funny. She responded with another dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just... Uh, the new Congress for you. Yeah. The new Congress is young, bold, brilliant, and they are going to take this on. And I believe that they're also going to uh, back Move to Amend. That's a very important initiative that is going to get money out of politics and make sure that corporations aren't treated as people, as equals, because that is what brought us into this mess in the first place. The fact is, is dark money uh, took over our election cycles and our democracy. And uh, if, Lawrence, you want to interject anything on that particular um, uh, Just say that we're going uh, to give them a, a number that they can sign the petition at and become part of the movement. Yeah, so we're going to give you an... an some information, a text, number. Uh, a text number, in order to be able to sign a petition to get this out, and I'm going to do this right now, and it's uh, end corporate rule uh, corruption. Please help us, and Barbara Lee, and uh, Ro Kahana, and uh, uh, Mark Sonner? Desanier. Des sorry. Mark uh, Desanier, yeah. Mark Desanier, and many other uh, co-sponsors of HJR48. I got it. Uh, See, pass our 28th Amendment to end corporate personhood and money as speech. Please sign on by texting the word AMEND to, are you ready? 38470. It's on the screen, too. Uh, you can learn more or donate some time or, or money at uh, movetoamend.org. Or you can call Lawrence. His phone number is 510 512-3212. Thank you. And Lawrence would love to talk to you. He's a great man. He's been a, an awesome activist. Uh, and he's one of the main reasons why, he is the main reason why we are out here today. You know, and uh, he would love to talk to you and, uh, you know, uh, get your feedback. <laughs> get your feedback That's on right. um, Move to Amend and uh, what we can do to get this orange menace out of the White House. That's what we need to do. We need to impeach him. I don't know if you guys have heard the Neil Young song, Impeach the President. Uh, that was referring to uh, Bush. If you just change the lyrics a little bit, it also absolutely reflects, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump as well. So, um, you know, uh, I wanted to start with that song today, but uh, unfortunately we do not have the speakers because of the rain. Uh, and, uh, you know, next week we can... Uh, we could do that. I could try to print out the lyrics for the song and we could sing it. Uh, and you guys should come down and do that with us. And, uh, you know, this uh, podcast will continue to flourish with the more voices that we have to add to it as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a very important time. It's vital that we take action on many different levels. The environment is uh, depending upon it. Uh, the... Uh, People who are living in poverty are depending on us taking action. Uh, healthcare is depending on us taking action. There's so many different issues. Animals are, are depending on us taking action. Uh, and just in general, American population, regardless of whether you 
are a, a supporter or not. Um, you know, uh, you're all uh, very important. And uh, if, you, if we don't take action and do something about this orange menace, then uh, things are just going to continuously get worse. And uh, with the government shutdown that's happening right now, uh, we're losing billions of dollars. And this is now, I believe, the second longest government shutdown in the history of the nation. And how is this doing our nation any justice? How is this making anything better when, when our parks are, are not operational and garbage is piling up and they're having to shut the doors to Muir Woods? And, um, you know, it's, it's just uh, one story after another I hear of garbage piling up. And, and garbage is piling up in the White House. You know, I'm, I'm sure that Trump doesn't clean. And I'm sure that eventually he won't be able to have his staff cleaning for him. Although, uh, speaking of that, um, I believe that uh, Trump actually is still paying federal workers to guard his hotels. I mean, it's, it's just an absolute shit show that we're dealing with right now, you know. Uh, and this was one of my first days, by the way, with, without actually going uh, uh, on a script. I'm completely un unscripted today uh and it's just because i'm uh you know i believe the scam artist oh ooh, i actually probably that, should take that, this phone call that. okay uh we're gonna have to pause this but okay let me hold this you want to stay against there or against there? Right on. anyway i want to straight a couple of things out yeah america has been a, as far as being a, a beacon of hope and liberty and justice for everybody around the world. That's the illusion that we've set f for many decades. I will not lay the mass migration problem at Spanky's feet. This has been going on for decades. Due to the U.S. government's policies that um, favor corporate interests as opposed to distributing equitably the wealth generated in third world countries causing the conditions that, that, are, that are making people flee and all, what Spanky now, do, I do lay at his feet, is rather than confronting it in a compassionate, equitable way, he is compounding the problem by stirring up fear among American people against the unknown. And this is absolutely unacceptable. We really, this is where rubber hits the road. I was brought up that this was a country, a democracy of the people, by the people, for the people, built on a nation of laws. Well, if you look at me, you can probably tell I've been anti-establishment my whole life. However, 2020 hindsight and some mirrors behind me, it seems that I kind of appreciate the establishment we have as opposed to the one we're getting ready to get if this stop isn't stopped. You can call Spanky all you want, all kind of orange muslinis and Hitler and this and that, but he's in a whole nother ball game. He's, this is different. He's being empowered by the fascist state that has been running this country for quite a long time and was really given a lot of power during the Reagan era with Citizens United and stuff like that. And I will give you two things, positive things, that you can walk away with about Spanky. He has managed to wake people up to get involved in the democratic process and he may also single-handedly be responsible for the destruction of the GOP. Anyway, as far as that goes, people really need to start getting vocal. You know, you see what's happening in France over a tax hike over gasoline. I mean, we're facing much worse here. We're facing much worse here. 
And if, uh, if, if people don't wake up and start making that French stuff look like romper room, we're going to be in a lot of trouble here. Because that wall ain't designed to keep people out. It's going to be a prison wall to keep people in, fleeing corporate slavery, which is what Spanky is setting us up for through the, the uh, government shutdown. Oh, well, people make ends meet and this and that and the other thing. He's just setting it up so that people will accept that stuff. People are already starting to accept crazy stuff he, he's been talking about. In my opinion, it's been fascinating, if not frightening, watching Spanky dismantle our democracy, being cheered on by, by supposed patriots. People don't pay attention to the rhetoric, he says. First of all, he encourages the Russian hacks of emails, even before he was fucking elected president. He gets, gets elected president, he starts to obstruct justice, firing Comey, disparaging the FBI. Now, I'm no big fan of the FBI. However, however, I've got to believe that, that we are a nation of laws, that they are doing their job. I'm from New York City. It was no, I mean, it was a surprise to me that Spanky has gotten away with this as long as he has. However, now he's a serial liar and a clever con artist that's been committing crimes for decades and hopefully it will catch up with his sorry orange ass. Be that as it may. We shall see what we shall see. Right now, the 2018 midterm elections have proven what I just said. It is waking people up. But that's historically like nobody goes out and votes in a midterm. In the presidential term, the last one, less than 50% of the electorate even bothered to vote. He still lost the popular vote unless you buy in to the bullshit that three to five million dead and illegal voters are smarter than Trump voters. It is now an undeniable fact. No, well, first, let me start. Trump voters were, were gullible, but that can be addressed. However, it is now an undeniable fact that two out of three Trump supporters are as stupid as the third one, and stupid cannot be fixed. Can I chime in um, on that, and then you yeah. can go back? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I'm so, done. there's something from uh, Ed uh, awesome, Kressenstein, awesome. and uh, he has a he's a prolific uh, Twitter uh, poster, and he posted one of his best tweets that I've ever seen from him. He said. There's a reason why large cities are typically Democrat and small towns are typically Republican. It's because when people from all different beliefs, nationalities, ethnicities, and races live in close contact with one another, they realize that deep down, we are all the same. We are all human. This has been something that I've been saying for a long time. We are all human, we're all the same, regardless of race, it is just pigmentation, it is simply geographic separation, but in, in the reality is that our diversity is 99% the same, regardless of religion, regardless of sex, regardless of orientation, uh, it doesn't matter. And genetics but, has proved that now. And genetics absolutely has proved that. That's why I mentioned the 99% uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, fact. Uh, but uh, Michael, if you would like to say some more things, feel free to. Um, otherwise, I will uh, continue on. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you know, there's just so many things that, um, you know, uh, that, that have been happening. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, Russia being elected, I mean, Trump... Uh, you know, you, you talk about, like, um, that was a Freudian slip, by the way. That was actually intentional. I meant to say it like that. 
but uh, apparently Putin says Russia will uh, supply soybeans, poultry meat to China. Now, uh, I don't really particularly care about, uh, you know, uh, animal farming and that to me is, it's fine if that's being sabotaged, but soy, soy is a big money maker uh, in the middle of America. The Trump supporters, you know, uh, they're soy farmers. A lot of them are, uh, unfortunately. And so they're being uh, left out to dry. And and now, uh, you know, uh, Putin swoop, swoops in and is, he says, oh, I'll supply you with, uh, you know, uh, soy. Because you know of the, the sanctions against uh, China, the, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, the, the penalties against China uh, are uh, taking place. What is it? Sanctions. It's the sanctions. There's another word for that. Uh, but anyway, uh, Putin said Wednesday, actually, that Russia would supply soybeans and poultry meat to China and that the United States had effectively given up on that market. Tariff? Uh, tariff, that's it. He, he, you know, uh, basically Trump opened up a door for uh, Putin to come in and, uh, you know, make more money. And by the way, they say that Putin is one of the richest, most powerful men in the world. And uh, so it's, it's just, it's frightening, really. It's absolutely scary. And on top of that, you know, you look at the, uh, this pullout of uh, troops in Syria and troops in uh, Afghanistan and, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm against war, uh, you know, what's up, man? I'm against war 100%, uh, but I think that we have to be strategic in how we do it. Bush brought us into these wars, uh, minus Syria. Syria is a different scenario. Syria was a humanitarian crisis. But if we just pull out with no strategy, what do you think is going to happen to these places? These places are just going to break out into chaos, and it's our fault, and partially, mostly. I mean, with Syria, it's a tyrannical, you know, dictator. And Turkey said, hey, you know, you should pull out and we'll come in and kill the Kurdish fighters. That's the reason why that happened. They want to just come in. Uh, Turkey wants to come in and just kill these uh, Turkish, uh, sorry, Kurdish fighters that are fighting Fuck against Turkey. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say, you know, fuck Turkey. I just don't like the, the dictator that is over Turkey currently. Yeah. You know, the Turkish people are actually really nice. I have a lot of Turkish friends. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and the same thing with Russian friends. They're all, I think, overall they're good people, but their governments, Great point. Great their point. governments are Great terrible. And, and I don't want to propagate any negative uh, idea about any particular person uh, beyond just like Putin and uh, the, the dictator over uh, Turkey, which, uh, you know, he, he's a monster within itself, you know, but all these other monsters are overshadowing him, such as Assad and Putin and uh, all these other folks that are uh, like King Jong Un. You know, they're they're worse. So uh, Turkey's sort of like behind the shadows of these guys. You know, the Turkish uh, uh, dictator, which I cannot think of his name right off the top. Erdogan. Erdogan, right? Is that no? It's not Erdogan, but Erdogan. 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 Something like that. Uh, Erdogan. Erdogan. That's, Whatever. Well, either way, um, you know, it's uh, I, it's important that I get these names right. Um, so uh, next time uh, we'll work on that a little bit better. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so Fox News, Chris Wallace fact checks 
Sarah Sanders in real time over her false border terror claims. Fox News is fact-checking the Trump administration. What? <laughs> Fox News is fact-checking the Trump administration. That's how bad it's getting. You know, I mean, these guys are filled with fake news themselves. So when you when this particular organization is actually fact-checking the Trump administration... It's too fake. Too fake for them. It's too fake for them, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. We actually are looming on a disaster. We better call them out on some things. You know, and calling uh, this convoy terrorists, calling these people, like, who are children, mom and pop, and their children just coming up uh, to escape the persecution that they're facing in these other countries, uh, you know, uh, just a little south of uh, Mexico. It's a real shame that we cannot take in asylum seekers and give, provide them here, what here. they deserve. It's a real shame that we can't take these guys in and help them in whatever way, whatever capacity that we can. America is one of the wealthiest countries in the world and we should be actually utilizing that wealth properly. And that wealth should be going towards helping the poverty, people who live in poverty um, uh, daily, and that, that's our own citizens, and that are, that's also citizens that are fleeing from war-torn countries, uh, civil war-torn countries, you know, and uh, these southern uh, South American countries slash Central American countries, that's where the real injustices are happening, and these children that are uh, escaping are dying while they're coming up to cross the border. And Trump wants to say, these guys are terrorists. Trump wants to claim that these guys are terrorists and that they're coming up from the borders. And Wallace simply called out that uh, fall, the sal fal I can't say, fallacy. fallacy. Yes, there we go. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm glad that Chris Wallace actually called out that fallacy because it's, it's completely erroneous that you would actually say that these guys are terrorists because they said that no terrorist has ever came from the Mexican border, ever. So why are you propagating this? You're just fear-mongering. That's oh. the reason why... Go ahead. And yeah, so speaking of that, uh, all major networks are planning to give Trump airtime tonight to spew his lies and his, uh, you know, all his propaganda. And so there's a bunch of petitions going around where you can, uh, in fact, if you go to moveon.org, just go to moveon.org, they have a petition that's growing into the hundreds of thousands as we speak, asking the major networks not to broadcast Trump's lies. They even have a record that the major networks refused to uh, broadcast an Obama speech on immigration because they said he was being political, but now they're letting Trump do it. So also, if you go to Facebook and Twitter, you can find the numbers of all the uh, major networks and you can call them directly and ask them what the heck are they doing this bunch of bullshit not to broadcast Trump and if they do broadcast Trump um, one that uh, some folks on the internet are saying that they should fact check Trump in real time and 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 not let him say all the lies but to fact check lie by lie as he makes his speech that's from Robert Reich that's a great Hell yeah. a great idea if they're gonna if they're gonna broadcast his news they should challenge the lies that's absolutely correct uh, another lie that he's spewing out is he said that uh, those who do not support his wall are criminals so let me guess 
everybody in America is a criminal. I mean, you are calling the majority of the population, if not 75% of people, who do not support this fascist wall. That this wall is, if it is ever built, it will be a historical monument of hate. And that's basically what we will have as a remnant of the Trump administration. We will remember the Trump administration by this uh, fake idea that there's something at the border crawl, uh, about to crawl in and destroy us. Which is, it's just completely false. <laughs> All right, well anyway, I like to say I don't really support the wall and I am a criminal. And I know a prison <laughs> wall when I fucking see it and that's what it's gonna be. Now, also, I would like to say there's no reason that we should have to accept all these asylum seekers when it'd be more um, equitable and cheaper to actually cause in those countries conditions where they don't have to flee oh, yeah, in the first that. place. Because nobody wants to yeah. get up and uproot and, and travel to some place where they don't know the language, they don't know the culture, they don't know stuff. They only do that out of desperation. And it would be a more better thing to treat others as we ourselves would like to be treated. Now, where have I heard that before? Oh, yeah, maybe those Christians ought to read the Bible a little more and figure out what the fuck the real deal is here. Because there really is no reason all these people should be seeking asylum here. They should be able to make a fucking equitable living at their own home, yeah. enjoying the fruits of the wealth that the greedy corporations are extracting for those countries for the comfort of, 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 of lazy Americans that don't want to pay, pay fair price. Yeah. The people in Europe have been buying gasoline by the liter and paying many dollars for a liter where we pay get pennies on the, on the dollar for gasoline here because we support greedy corporate interests with no thought of the consequences that arise from from not distributing the wealth equally in the population where the wealth comes from. And it's really rather simple in my opinion. However, um, the, the wealth of ignorance in this country is absolutely astounding. And as I said earlier, at least you can say two positive things about Spanky. He is waking people up to get involved in democratic process and people are actually starting to research what the actual facts are. So, yeah, let him go out and spew his lies for eight minutes tonight. The only people that are going to believe it are the fucking, like as I said, you can't fix stupid. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know? Good point. Good point. And, 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 and I, th I think it would be a bad idea not to, to air his lies because then the only people that will hear it are the morons that are going to believe it. Yeah, good point. So, anyway, point. you know, it's up to the individual to start thinking about what their interests are that will help them their family and their community and then the world you know it starts with yourself and then works outwards you know people have got to stop being greedy people have got to start thinking about tomorrow what they're leaving their children you know it, it, rather than the buck they can make today yeah you absolutely. know, I, it just, it, it's just absolutely astounding, and I really can't believe it. However, what do I care? I'm white and old anyway. So, <laughs> you know, it's up to you guys. I'm out here saying what I got to say. I'll do what I got to do. You know, um, uh, what can I say? There's a, a, you know, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. I've got mine. He's got his. They kind of clash at times. But however, um, 
the thing is, is we've got to stand united against this, or we're going to end up like North Korea. And I can't wait to see all he, he you rednecks with hair with haircuts like Donald Trump. That would be pretty funny. Because he, he definitely is an entertainer, but it's uh, but it's starting. It's a tragic comedy, and um, yeah, yeah. and if if he wins, we all lose. So, Thank you. Goodbye. One thing I want to say about asylum seekers and by the way we're coming to the end of the program today thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening and uh we really appreciate uh what uh you know you guys are coming in and uh listening to us and uh yeah it's it's been a a really awesome day because we're transitioning uh, resist trump tuesday into a podcast which is i think a great idea and uh you know it's a it's wonderful the guy that came in and sort of uh, jumped into the video feed earlier that was his idea and I just felt like you know with all the commentary that we have all of our thoughts and ideas it's great to, to publish it and put it out there into the world and hope that folks will listen to it and and get inspired uh, by our ideas anyway uh, one thing I wanted to add that was contrary to what he was saying well I do agree that uh, we should help these other places in order to like keep them from coming here to seek asylum but while they are seeking asylum we should be helping them at the same rate we should be helping them uh, you know uh, find safer grounds find jobs can I say something about and, that? and give them a foundation no, in the space not. where they can uh, you know be comfortable anyway Lawrence would like to interject <laughs> some uh, a thought on this idea yeah, and the main the main thing is is that most of the immigration coming. <laughs> I got you both. You can. Uh, All right. Yeah. So it says uh, we're going to build the greatest dog park. It's going to be great, probably the greatest park ever. <laughs> and the cats the cats are going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I had to say. And thank you guys. For tuning in it has been awesome and we're going to continue to resist and we're going to see you at the women's march across the nation thank you so much have a wonderful day peace out guys you know what time is it? one of the things that i wanted to say also in the podcast